dead. Hello, hi, hello, hello, hi. Welcome back to Craft Beer is Dead. Uh, I am uh, Chris Face, that me, and I'm sitting across the table from... Hi, Brie Pintsize, me. Brie Pintsize, you. <laughs> yep, we are here with another spooky scary brought to you by Chris Face. Yeah, it's my turn this time. Um, <laughs> and I will say, the more we start doing this, the harder it is to find something that we're like, just like, ooh, I'm going to geek out about that for two hours. Not to say that there's yeah. not enough stuff out there, yeah. hands down, but there's just so much good stuff. And I feel like every now and then we get into like a rabbit hole for like serial killers. Oh, yeah. Or, the serial killers is pretty easy yeah. to get into, I think. Or cults and shit like that. So like trying to find something that's a little different. Um, it's not been challenging. And I've got a long list, so don't worry, boys and girls. We've got plenty of stuff for you. <laughs> but today, uh, I figured go off the beaten path a little bit, and I think it'd be a little fun. But before that, um, do you want to open some ish? I definitely want to open some ish. What would you, would you, would you, would you bring there? So this is uh, Nightmare Brewing. Uh, this is called Parilla. This was gifted to us by Allie, lovely little, little hot flower. Um, so this is an Imperial Coffee Stout with. Chilean blueberries and hand roasted coffee beans from Flux Coffee. Cool. And this bitch is sitting at sixteen point two percent. God damn. <laughs> All right. Well, it is eleven in the morning uh, here in Norwegian Standard Time. <laughs> Not kidding. It really. We're is. on remote, by the way. <laughs> All right. Well. Now, let's see what's up. Uh, while you're pouring that, uh, I looked up a bunch of stuff about Nightmare. I will say Nightmare has been a pretty solid brand as far as coming down this way. I love their labels. Um, yeah. Some people kind of freak a little bit about them um, to the point to where, you know, my better half, I brought home a can one time, and I'm pretty sure it was just Jesus on a cross. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty gnarly. Oh, we're going full in. All right, cool. Let's get weird. Well, I'm not going to waste it. <laughs> Who else are we sharing it with? The tasting room? Hunter. Hunter? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, and then, like, I just remember her shooting me a text and being like, what the fuck is this? And it's it's graphic. It's gory. It's so fun. It's very gory. Yeah. I mean, this is probably one of their more PG-13 cans. That's a safe one, and that's a guy getting electrocuted on a metal bed frame. Yes. Yeah. It is. Cool. So, big fan of them. Um, they do phantom brewing, you know, so they don't really have one place they call home. Spooky. Super spooky. Um, yeah, check them out on Instagram, just Nightmare Brewing, and it's definitely a very unique page. You're not going to see anywhere else <laughs> yeah am i wrong <laughs> well they also don't follow anyone so super, yeah. zero fault yeah they're following it how punk rock is that though i mean yeah who has the balls to just be like none of you are worth my follow <laughs> so i was looking up some of the uh the random beers they've made and since they are a phantom brewer side note if you were a traveling brewer what would you call as an adjective your your type of brewery because i've heard like gypsy yeah and phantom and what i, I would say nomadic Nomadic? Nomadic. I All just right. think that makes sense because that's what we call, like, nomads. Never had one place they called home. So, True that. I'd probably know. go, like, Vagabond Brewer. <laughs> what does that even actually mean? Vagabond means traveler, one that doesn't have a home. Does it really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
So trying this out, what are your first thoughts? I would guess it was like 12% maybe. It has a little... It's got a little bit of the tang from the blueberry. Tang, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the coffee kind of helps like really round it out. It I get does, a lot of coffee. Yeah, it's got that like kind of like blueberry skin thing going on. Yeah. Which isn't bad. The flesh it's just, of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's super cool. It's really, really well rounded for how big of a beer I it is. I can't believe it's 16%. I like, can't believe I it's really... not butter. <laughs> oh. Oh. Right, Hunter? Uh, he's swagging his tail. He approves. <laughs> That's a tag whale of approval right there. It's got a, it stings a little on the end, but it's like, <laughs> I need, got one step. <laughs> stings the nostrils. Yeah, so uh, go check them out. Again, the, the only things I could really find were the collaboration kind of efforts that they've done. Um, so the science of selling nightmares, uh, the science of selling nightmares two, mm-hmm. phantom or I'm sorry, payment is due, infinite suffering. These names are fucking fun. I don't remember all the names of the ones that we've tried. I've had mostly sours from them, and all of them have been amazing. I mean, a lot of imperial sours and stuff, and really, really peculiar flavors and fruits and stuff that you kind of have some of them you have to even google i mean i don't know a couple it's <laughs> like what the hell is that i will say i remember the one i had being like a double or a triple ipa mm-hmm. and um i think that or that afternoon we were having a few beers she was like do you want another one? I was like, i'm good i'm good for a minute <laughs> it was dope though um the reason why we picked such an out of this world beer it's because we're talking about aliens today. How fun is that? <laughs> so fun. I know. So, okay, we're just, okay. The reason why I was thinking about doing this is obviously we're hearing a lot of stuff about UFOs. Oh, yeah. Um, like the fact that, you know, and this isn't like conspiracy, like, oh, yeah, they've got That's information. It's like actually big in the news right now. No, like, it's there's legit. There's a lot of murmuring right now. Yeah, like all the murmurs. All the murmurs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, they're talking about full disclosure of some certain types of information they have with crafts and things like this. Now, UFOs versus aliens, totally different subject. Mm -hmm. Before we get into this, please understand that, yeah, I think aliens are totally possible. You know what I mean? Do I believe every abduction story? No. Mm -mm. But I do think that getting in the right mindset, that opening up just a little bit to the extent of like, okay, well, what if it's not fake? Like, that shit's where it gets terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, we hear about 9 billion Joe Bobs who are, like, abducted in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere. But then for every, like, 10 of those, there's, like, one or two that are like, okay, that lines up too well. And you're too credible of a person. Why would you risk everything for just telling this random story? Or when it's, you know, 30 calls all taking place at once spread out through 30 miles. You're like, how do you explain that? Exactly. So, So, I'm into it. Exactly. So, not trying to pick one side or the other. Just just getting into it because, you know, whether they're fake, they're elaborate hoaxes if they are, or whether they're real, even if one of them, just one of them, mm-hmm. it's just fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, getting into it. Brief history of alien abductions, right? So, there were two ones that kind of really helped popularize the idea of alien abductions. You don't really see them uh, kind of gaining a lot of steam or anything before like 1950s okay. if you notice that's kind of that sci-fi area of little green men with like helmets on and there's little... no like cave drawings or anything no. like that well, like kind of stuff like that you could argue that in egypt there's like a whole not conspiracy but there's a theory essentially that like 
a lot of Egyptians and their their drawings and their hieroglyphics have some sort of beings that don't exactly line up with either their gods or either themselves. Okay. And they kind of, like the whole Ancient Aliens show yeah. or whatever, where they're attributing a lot of their advanced technology to specifically that phenomenon, right? Okay. Um, again, really fun to get into. It's like the same thing. Of, if it's not true, it's still a fun read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but the two that really helped kick things off, one of them wasn't really known uh, much until later in like the 1970s, but it happened in the 1950s. So uh, follow me on this little tale. <laughs> so we're going to go through a couple different like ones that are popular and then kind of get into some other ones that are just kind of like, what the fuck? Okay. So, all right. <laughs> Mid-1950 with Antonio Velas Boas. Uh, Boas was a South American farmer who wrote into a popular publication suggesting that he had been abducted by aliens and, more importantly, remembered it. Antonio claimed uh, that he had been brought aboard a ship and that little gray men with large black eyes could be seen in and out, reportedly frightening Boas immensely. Now, upon seeing his agitated state, the room was filled with a thick vapor that left Antonio feeling highly ill, confused, and in a loss of inhibitions. Sounds like he's doing peyote to me, personally. (laughs) Um, After a few minutes, a tall, slightly misformed woman entered the room completely naked. Okay. Okay. Uh, She had blonde hair and red pubic hair, which Antonio noted (laughs) as kind of odd, which (laughs) The carpets didn't match the traces. They did not, and in the 1950s, not that common of an experience. We're not talking about full hair dye and all that stuff at that point, right? So, due to his condition, he was easily coerced into a sexual encounter with this creature. And when that was done, the being pointed to her stomach and then pointed to the sky, suggesting to Antonio that she was now pregnant and would raise the child in space. So, yeah. Antonio noted that or, uh, he became highly irritated that he had been treated as though he was merely there in a studding type scenario, right? <laughs> So, yeah, this is where his memory stops. He comes to standing in a field four hours after he remembers the whole incident starting. And we have this first kind of example of uh, what's called missing time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which seems to be a really key proponent throughout a lot of these experiences. So we're starting strong. Guy's doing a random alien chick. Probably preggers. (laughs) And now he's got an alien baby that I'm assuming he's not paying child support for. So, Antonio, get your shit together. Damn. Um, Get him on Jerry. Now, okay, we'll we'll bring this up later. But when we talk about why, there's this whole fucking weird theory about alien hybrids. And that's why they're getting Mm. into... Okay, you're looking at me. Like, I'm crazy, and I need you no, to understand. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just no. waiting to interject. No, I just, I, I need you to understand that, yes, I know I sound crazy, but also I've been listening to nothing but alien abduction podcasts and stories and reading them for a while, and it's just like, oh, yeah, this just happens. Chris, how do you want me to look at you when you start off with talking about a guy boning an alien chick and uh, getting instantly pregnant? How do you think my face is going to... I would say... Do you want me to sit here like... She's she's like I mean obviously they don't know you're gonna describe my face now. <laughs> I'm gonna go with bewilderment because that guy is one lucky dude. I mean you're just standing in a field in the middle of Venezuela and that shit falls into your lap? Come on. Now all I picture is that one alien chick from that really, really old movie with the three boobs. Oh my god, that's uh that reminds me. Did you know there's a girl in Tampa Clearwater area that actually got three boobs? Yes, she was on some crazy plastic surgery show a long time ago. Not a long time ago, but a minute ago. Yeah. yeah. Um she I forget what her name is, but I also remember 
I think it was like Chris Angel. She's obsessed with him to the point where like she bought out the entire front row of one of his shows oh and my was like, "God, Hi, and just sitting you. there with her three titties, yeah. just like in the front row. How do you? How do you even?" continue a show having that going on in the front row first of all i would make a fourth appear because i'm a magician and i can do that so or i would incorporate her into my act and like try to hide one and be like boom extra titty (laughs) come on it's right there anyway oh my god but that's just me that's why i'm not a magician all right right so we have Antonio's story. It's it's super fucking weird. Um, and it does get into kind of what we were talking about earlier, the alien hybrid theory, which, mm-hmm. if you want to discuss it later, is fucking creepy. But it's super fun. So, except for the people that are involved. Google it. Sorry I about it. I guarantee it'll be take you in a weird path. Dude, speaking of Google, like, if I am being monitored by any sort mm-hmm. of higher uh, society or anything. I mean, we definitely both are now at this Bro, point from uh, our Google history. My shit looks weird uh, <laughs> after even just today's because I'm just like, <laughs> alien hybrid baby. What does it look like? <laughs> oh, it kind of looks like Bat Boy from National Enquirer. <laughs> nah, the eyes would be bigger. It probably, no, nah, it wouldn't have wings. It's probably just black eyed children, which there is. A, I'm going to fucking go down a theory on that one. So, anyway. Uh. However, a more traditional encounter uh, really helped set off the UFO craze in the States just a few years later. So we're talking 1961, right? So just a few years, probably about half a decade later. Yeah. Um, I can hear him breathing. He's so cute. I didn't even notice you could hear him until he just said that. (laughs) All right. So now if you've ever researched anything related to abductions, you'll undoubtedly agree that the first case to draw huge press was the story of Betty and Barney Hill. Have you heard of this one? Mm, no, not cool. the time I had. Yeah, this was like one of the ones that really set in stone, almost like the protocol of what an abduction is, hmm. right? So up until this point, we just What's have like... What's her name again? It's uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Betty and Barney Hill. Barney Hill was a United States postal worker. My Betty or Betty Hill was a social worker, and at the time, both were under an enormous amount of stress due to their prospective careers. And uh, and I mentioned this for a reason: being an interracial couple uh, in the oh, early 1960s, yeah. they often drew a lot of negative attention, um, which you know, uh, super fucked up. But also, uh, it's just a very stressful environment for them, even in yeah. their own community. So. Um, As a means to escape their day-to-day, the two decided to take a spontaneous weekend trip to Canada. According to all reports, they had a lovely weekend and found themselves at the tail end of their journey on September 19, 1961, at a small diner just four hours from their house. It was already late, or just after 10 p.m., but the two were ready to get home and rest from the long drive. While alone on a long country road, both Betty and Barney spotted a beam of light emanating from the sky. It's just kind of bouncing around at this point. Betty even mentioned that she thought she was, like, witnessing a falling star. But it suddenly changes directions and starts getting bigger, and they start realizing it's kind of essentially heading straight for them. After bouncing around the night sky for a short time, it settles near a cliff on the side of the road. Um, They both kind of say that it's about, I don't know, 60 to 80 meters long. Um, So it is this glowing object that is more cylindrically long. Um... He thinks it's some sort of plane or whatever, so he's going to investigate. Betty's freaking out. She's like, don't do it. Don't go out there. She's smarter. That's but why we live longer. old Barney <laughs> is uh, grabbing his binoculars and his gun, and he starts walking toward the object, right? Mm-hmm. Barney reached a distance of about 100 meters from the object when he noticed silhouettes emerging from it. He tore the binoculars from his eyes and began to run back to the car, terrified of the, quote, not human creatures that were now just meters behind him. So he's literally being chased by something. Barney made it back to the car in hysterics, claiming they're here to capture us, and sped off down the road. 
To their horror, the craft followed suit and was soon just feet above their car, keeping pace. It was then that both the Hills reported hearing a series of like humming and boising, or buzzing noises. Um, everything around them starts to go fuzzy in this bright blue light. Um, and the, the, I guess the repetitive sound of whatever's being emanated puts them into this like almost completely unconscious sense of just dull stupidity, so far as they describe it, mm-hmm. right? You can picture it. Yeah, they then remember the same mixture of noises uh, afterwards, which seemed relatively quick, snapping them back into conscious or consciousness. And when they come back, uh, they realize they are off route by 35 miles. Two hours have uh, elapsed, and they have no memory of what happened. And fuck that. Yeah. So over the coming weeks, the hills slowly start to report what had happened to them. So again, the interracial thing does kind of play in because they, they try not to talk about it for a long time. Um, they're both in sort of government type positions so just don't want the attention exactly. don't want to seem crazy don't want yeah yeah but little things start piling up where they're like okay this needs to get out there mm-hmm. so the first thing is uh strange marks were found on the hood of the or found on the trunk of the car so they in hearing all this information and kind of feeling the car move around a little bit they they basically described that it started coming from the trunk of the car before they went unconscious right so, but also, while under hypnosis, both the Hills reportedly said they remembered that the creatures would take nail and skin samples, um, as well as having sperm and egg samples taken from them against their will, um, with devices, more or less. So, with Barney, he's, he states that something was placed over him, and it just kind of was removed. There was no sense or feeling around it, kind of pain or discomfort. Um, Betty basically says that there's a needle going into the stomach and removing it that way. It's I mean, it's one of those things where you hear about these and like stories of abductions. But if you really place yourself in those circumstances, if this did happen, that's fucking terrifying. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty went one step further to explain that a test on her nervous system uh, was in, was induced. So basically, while she's under this regressive uh, hypnotherapy, it starts sending her into these like violent convulsions and like this massive pain fit as she's starting to basically refeel the same feelings that she was uh, experiencing beforehand. Uh, but the most important detail is this odd book that Betty mentioned seeing. So while up there, um, she basically states that she was given a book to look at and look through, right? She mentioned that they were taken to an area. And, and so the book, I'm sorry, to backtrack, was more of like a series of just kind of astronomical maps, just mm-hmm. kind of stars and things like that. Just almost photos, essentially. Um, and they, based, whoever these things are, uh, told her that they had taken them to a specific area of the universe called Zeta Reticuli. Um, this does exist. Um, and the curious part about the details is that uh, she then, under hypnosis, proceeded to draw a map of the stars from the perspective of Zeta Reticuli, and she is almost 100% correct. Hmm. So, unless she's been doing a lot of random studying and about... And I was going to say, there's no Google, there's nothing, no. anything like that for her to just be like, remember, does this exist? Like, that would take a shitload of research exactly. to figure out. So that's one of those kind of things where, like, it's that random detail. Mm-hmm. It's almost too weird to yeah, not be true. Like, why that? Yeah. And, and again, don't get me wrong. All about, like, calling out hoaxers. And there's a lot of things. Like, with yeah. cop circles, there was a ton of people who were doing, like, hoaxes and stuff like that. Definitely. But also, there was a lot of them they couldn't explain. So this is another one of those kind of weird scenarios where, like, she legit drew a map of the stars from a specific point of the universe that no human has ever been, and it matches completely. And what would they get out of making all of that up, really? I don't know. Exactly. exactly. It's just, it's odd. Um, now, so that whole thing to me, like I said, is either an awesome hoax or an amazingly coincidental detail. 
The Betty and Barney Hill uh, story helped propel abduction stories into the limelight, and soon reports of abductions flooded in. Hmm. Uh, now, while many seem to have little evidence to back up their claims, some leave details that just cannot be ignored. So they were published, obviously, about it if people started coming through, so they yeah. didn't get like ridiculed or anything crazy bad happened to them after that i mean so, there had to have been something yes and no i mean like it's it's basically almost any controversial topic people are going to pick one side or the other yeah um so we do have a lot of people who are basically like oh you're crazy oh, you're just doing it for attention and, and honestly a lot of these abduction stories sometimes they are doing it for attention yeah. or they're especially nowadays when people are trying to self-promote whatever the fuck they're working on um but at the time, it's literally just a postal worker and a social worker just being like, something really fucking weird happened to us. And they're in hypnoregressive therapy, lining out almost the exact same story word for word, even though when they're talking about it, they can't under they can't remember what happened. Right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff is really, really weird to me. Even then, hey, maybe they're working on an Etsy at the time that wasn't even <laughs> popular and like they're trying to blow yeah. it up. But <laughs> of just the star pattern, she just sells them as little decor, mm -hmm. little hangings. So, there were so many stories, and I'll, I'll briefly touch over some of them at the end here, but I had one more that, again, putting yourself in the mindset of it, even if it's possibly true, is is terrifying. And, and it, maybe it's just one of those things, as I start reading through these, you become so desensitized to them, <laughs> where you're just like, oh yeah, they, you know, they were brought up on a ship, things stuck up their butt, and then they just like turfed them into a cow field somewhere with no pants on. Well, I feel like you've desensitized me and our yeah. listeners to a lot of things. Probably. Too, like, starting with skin lamps and stuff. That was a good start. So yeah. I think we've, we're with you. Yeah, okay, we're there. cool. We're there. Come along, little ones. <laughs> we're there. It's going to be fun. Um, but this story specifically really stood out to me. And again, this is one of those ones, and I'll bring it up a couple times, that like could easily be explained away because of certain factors. Um, but also some things just are just weird enough where it sounds like it's plausible, mm -hmm. right? So on March 26, 1994, an event took place on Coronado Island. Now, at the time, a convention was being held at a hotel there. The event, you ask? An alien abduction convention. <laughs> so already we're running into... Uh, Coronado, California? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So already we're running into an issue where, like, you have a mass group of people who are already open and, and probably suggestive to something like an alien abduction. Wearing shirts that say, I believe. Yeah, I'm exactly. a believer. <laughs> and then multiple people there are like, I've already been abducted. It's crazy, man. <laughs> so uh, as this is going on, uh, let's see here. Where are my notes? I'm lost. I just got abducted. How long time is that? <laughs> um, however, according to reports, six separate hotel guests woke up one morning stating they felt uncomfortably anxious, right? So uh, they all began telling friends that they had a, a certain feeling that they may have been abducted the previous night. Uh, one man in particular stated that he had been abducted once, that all the signs were there, and that it all lines up perfectly, right? Um, it's important to note to or that many of these guests do not know each other. Okay. Um, they are on different parts of the of the hotel. Now, granted, what year is this again? This was 1994. 94. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, previous night, we're all having a few drinks. Hey, man, what if we stage this crazy shit, right? Totally plausible. Yeah. Probably highly likely, to be honest. But um, what really, really gets into it is um, they don't really know each other. Uh, and they were all kind of before having a moment to really get together to try to dissect it themselves because they're at a convention they have regressive hypnotherapists there mm -hmm. so they immediately walk into sessions because if you're a hypnotherapist that shit is dope and it's right there why not 
So they all sit down, they start talking about yeah. stuff, and they do it separately, so that way they can't actually co- like collaborate in any other stories or whatever. But they all tell like weirdly specific details that are all lining up throughout the entire hotel, right? Okay. So certain lights through certain things, things floating, uh, certain moments of uneasiness. And if you're um, really hypnotized, I mean, you cannot help anything no, that you say. I don't or care do. if you've got like a pre. Again, hypno- or hypnosis <clears throat> is kind of one of those things where some people. Um, don't believe it. Some people do. I am a 100% believer. I have seen uh, back in Pennsylvania, my mom, you know, was an event coordinator and sometimes they would have comedy nights or a hypnotist would come in and my, she always got us a table of my friends in the back. So we'd sit there. A couple of my friends were these big burly football players that were not super smart guys either, you know, like they, <laughs> we were just sitting there. I like how you sound like Urkel I mean, right there. They're not like, you know, they're just picture <laughs> Those guys wearing like Letterman jackets, like da, da, da. like those are my friends. So the guy calls them up there. They go up there. I mean, they're dancing around, acting like they had dildos in their ass with tutus on, and they were fucking dead serious. I mean, there was no chance they would ever do something like that yeah. in a million years if they were not hypnotized. And that made me forever a believer that that shit is real. I think if you get into a specific rhythm, if you get into the right mindset... You have to be. They go around and they'll tap you on the shoulder. You've seen, you know, yeah. and you're not the right person. You're not the right person. And out of about 25, maybe nine are the right, you know, kind of in the state of mind. So yeah. it isn't everybody. It but isn't everybody, when but it also works, the same it fucking works. Yeah, I wouldn't sit here and say that it works a hundred percent. No, but I also wouldn't sit here and say that I think it doesn't work a hundred percent. Not a hundred percent. Not on everybody. Yeah. But once you're, if you're that type, and it's not like they're stupid. That's why it worked on them. No, no. no don't no. get me wrong. Like it's legit. Could be. It could be you. It could be me. Like you have no idea if you're capable unless you go. Exactly. So. Um, and I think one of the big things, and and the one of the only avenues of of proof or anything like that that we have for any of or proof i use loosely but mm-hmm. uh evidence i should say that we have for any of these stories is this specific regressive hypnosis kind of thing too if you remember the movie fourth kind where they actually show yeah. some of the uh, the the footage next to the filmed footage just to kind of like show for shock value and it's, it's been a minute fucking terrifying man like these these people are reliving experiences that are so traumatic um because you have to put yourself in their shoes if this is real right yeah. So people literally lose their shit because this is something that your brain has never seen before. You've heard of it, yeah. but it's there about to touch you, about to do whatever it wants, and you are you are now a bug. Mm-hmm. You can do nothing about it, and it's just like this crippling fear and anxiety. It's so terrifying. Yeah. I don't think I would ever go in to do it unless I was like a, a smoker, like a cigarette smoker yeah. or something, and trying to like get a habit or a really crippling OCD fuck no I'm not doing that <laughs> I would do it uh, if I was really trying to get to the bottom of something like if I felt like a I had been abducted oh yeah, yeah. okay like if yeah, I, I I would be open to it I'd be open to somebody putting a fucking crystal on my forehead and be like oh this will show you energy or whatever I'd be like fucking whatever like makes me remember what happened I don't care figure it out figure it out because the doctors are telling me I'm crazy but I got marks in my butt so something happened you know what I mean that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, they start going through regressive uh. hypnosis, um, and they all start telling, like I said, similar tales, um, but we get specifically to uh, two women who shared a room, right? Um, these ones stuck out because of the details kind of lining up between the two of them. So, one of them doesn't remember too much, um, 
So she kind of she recalls waking up to a bright blue light in the room, which is very synonymous with a lot of these happenings. Um, she recalls three figures kind of shorter surrounding her around her bed, and then she just kind of zonks out. Um, she wakes up later. I'll, I'll explain the situation, mm-hmm. how they all wake up and stuff, but that's as much as she remembers. So um, upon realizing what was happening, uh, I'm sorry, according to the reports, uh, the woman recalls a bright blue light and three fi- or This is the other one. God damn it. I should be way, way better about this. I have it written down right in front of me. <laughs> so this is from the perspective of the other woman, right? Got you. According to the reports, the woman recalls waking up to a bright blue, or a blue light. I can't say blue. Damn it, man. 16% is fucking... I mean, honestly, yeah. If you guys from here on out... Yeah. I mean, have, just... I don't know what to fucking tell you guys. Just kind of <laughs> mumble through it with me, right? Here we go. Uh, I'm going to talk in cursive for the rest of the thing. Uh, so, bright blue light. That's going to need a new vocal warm-up there. Oh, yeah. Bright blue light. And three figures standing over her roommate's bed. Upon realizing what was happening, she began to panic and screamed out for help. This drew the attention of one of the figures who turned around, showing few facial features and large black eyes. So this immediately causes her to panic. She, I mean, if, well, if yeah. you're in that situation, you're probably thinking it's just three dudes or women or men or whoever just walked into the room and they're being fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so she panics, begins hyperventilating, leaps off the bed. She falls, starts feeling like really lethargic, clumsy. So she starts like almost like wounded animal style, backing herself up to the wall to try to get away from this thing. And then eventually backs herself into a corner, is just shaking and, and can't talk. Right? You just see the horror movies. I know. You've seen a million times. And that's you just why, picture the scene. Dude, this one sticks out to me because of that's how you would react. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if this isn't like just, just like a... Rippling. And you are... There's something you are fuzzing or, you yeah. up. You know, there's also something. Your fight or flight, and it's literally so confusing to your brain that your brain can't decide what to do. Yeah. So it's it's trying to shut down and not experience it while also simultaneously like trying to get you away from your it. your mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. So she falls off the bed, clumsily backs herself away from the creature and into a corner. Upon what looked like a nod of instruction from one of the other beings, the creature approaches her and kneels down in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it presses something into her leg, which felt like some sort of injection. She immediately goes limp, falls over, but can still see everything, right? Uh. The being then uses a device to remove a small chunk of her leg muscle and walks back over to the other two over near the bed, while she was still able to watch in horror. The beings then placed her roommate in a sort of upside-down tabletop position. So imagine her on her back, hands up, legs up, those kind of things. Um, tabletop position and proceed to focus on her stomach for some time. Uh, according to her, what feels about 15 minutes later, they basically get done doing whatever they're doing. They lay her back out into the bed. And in a detail that I find very oddly disturbing, uh, seem to attempt to remake the bed similar to how when they arrived. Hmm. Um, however, she noted they looked highly confused as though they just couldn't understand how bed sheets worked. So they literally are just like pulling on them and not yeah. like they, they don't know what the fuck to do. So... What feels like about five minutes or so, they're able to tuck the roommate back into the sheets, but did so so tightly that the woman recalls being jolted awake by her roommate's cries for help the next morning as she was short of breath and couldn't get out of her bed sheets. They just tucked her in so tightly, yeah. like she's in like a little cocoon. But that's so fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like that's a random weird detail where like, oh, it makes it like it kind of makes sense. It makes sense that not like. I mean, why would they always know at all times what to do yeah. and correctly? And like, no. We're assuming, too, that it's the same species. Exactly. Or that they all have a protocol. Yeah. If you send a Russian in to do a space experiment and an American and a Chinese person, yeah. like, they're all going to do it differently. 
because they all have different protocols as far as what their agenda is, as far as what their protocols, their technology, their experiences, those kind of things too. And it's not like they too. sleep like that. It's not like they know, no. like, they're like, what We don't the even know if they sleep. They, yeah, exactly. It's fucking creepers. <laughs> anyway. So, last detail that makes the story stand out to me are two things. One, a woman examined her leg the next morning. She noticed a small chunk had indeed been removed and cauterized, almost as though it was taken out with a flaming hot, like, melon baller, right? Which I did note here was an awesome uh, wrestling name, Flaming Hot Melon Baller. <laughs> so, uh, number two, upon receiving medical attention, again, this is all uh, just conjecture. Go ahead. You good? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so dumb. So oh. upon receiving medical attention, and again, this is all conjecture. I, I couldn't find any proof of this, but it is noted in a lot of people retelling the story and by the, the let's call it a victim herself. Uh, upon receiving medical attention, doctors noted that she had a small metal fragment near the wound. And supposedly once it was removed, they could not identify the origin of what this metal, what metal? was, where it came yeah. from, which gets us into this whole alien implant thing. Um, which I did go down for about 10 minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's, okay, again, suspending disbelief for a moment. Again, not saying that I believe it. Yeah. But even if one of them is true, that's scary as shit. They, like, there are literally people with things embedded in them so far after experiences like this, they can't get it taken out, and there's no reason why it should ever be there in the first place. Um, there were photos of things literally being taken out with, like, flesh and blood, and, and it's, like, almost bioorganic kind of attaching itself to things. I was going to say, it's not like it's even it has to be like a metal substance at like a metal detector. Or if you go through a CAT scan or something like that, like those are only our technology to mm -hmm. pick up certain types of metals and certain type of solid. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to pull out my soapbox for a second. If you're <laughs> one of those people that believes that like, oh, they would only have this type of metal or, oh, no. alien life form would only exist because of carbon you know, and oxygen or whatever. Our elements are only our elements. Yeah, don't be a fucking idiot, man. Like, that's, just, probably, that's just being vain. We're you're still figuring vain. out. We just yeah. found out about elements a few hundred years Honestly, ago. Honestly, like, come on. Be yeah. humble, bro. Exactly. Get <laughs> We're your, stupid. Yeah, get not. your fucking space balls a tug. <laughs> and just open up a little bit is all I'm saying, right? <laughs> So, alien implants, check them out. Super creepy. Give your space balls a tug. That'll be on a shirt. So, those are the two, well, I should say three, because I forgot about uh, Sexy Antonio in the beginning there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she's drowning in nightmares. Really? <laughs> I'm drowning in nightmares. Yeah. Not wrong. No. That's a good shirt, too. Yeah, Damn it, I'm going to write that down. Drowning in nightmares. Not mad about it. And also, then it's a beer shirt. Like, and it's like, nah. What's you it know? like? Ah. All right. That's a good band name, too. Yep. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. God damn it. So those are the three stories that I kind of found that, like, kind of introduce how they became popular. Um, the Barney and Betty Hill one is just kind of iconic with abduction specifically. There are so many fucking stories I read that, again, if they're true, is terrifying because... Mm -hmm. There's a there's you know former uh, military uh, personnel talking about not even just what they experienced in in action or anything. Uh, there's there's an Australian pilot who they still haven't found. They've never found his plane. Um, mm. After about 15 minutes of him reporting that he was being followed by something, was it over the water or anything either? No, it was he was just, uh, like... just on a uh, like basically training exercise. Wow. Um, so they know exactly yeah. the location. They too. know where he should be. Hmm. Um, when he was reporting that he was being followed by something, they could not pick it up on radar. He was describing it. 
Um, and then he basically says that it just kind of appears in front of him out of nowhere and it's not moving. And then you just hear cr- like a crunch of metal and the end. And they've never found the wreckage. They've never found. That's uber sad. But how have we never known known? <laughs> like, yeah. That's like, well, and then- don't you think some of these things should be more common knowledge and like, I hate to say, but now we're at a point where they're coming out with so much like, do we start talking about this shit in schools? Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't we? You know? I think, or at least being open to it enough to where... Open to it, yes. Enough to where we can all sit down as, let's just say a species, right? Mm-hmm. And have this conversation of, okay, well, like, what if they actually... Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry, alien implant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What if they actually do come down? <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, what if they actually do come down? What's our plan? You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite movies that I recently watched again uh, was Arrival. Have you ever seen it? Mm, not ringing a bell. Who's that? Fascinating in it? movie. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Okay. So you can stream it for free. Uh, the guy who played. Is it like a space based movie? No, those it's all. Because that me a lot of anxiety. It's all Earth based. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll give you the premise. This isn't spoiling anything, but it's this interesting layabout as far as how the world could potentially deal with. Okay. Uh, the arrival of aliens. So you've got this speech pathologist and you've got this uh, like mathematician who are working together because like 12 pods have just sectioned themselves down in the just random parts of the world. And they're like every hour you can go into the ship and they try to communicate with you. So they're trying to build a language together. And, it, and then so you start seeing how different nations are all responding to all these different things. Oh, almost, yeah, yeah, now I remember. Okay, it's it's fucking. The it's a really thing, maybe. Yeah, it's a really cool movie. I highly suggest yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's that kind of random thing where like, let's just pretend that it's a possibility, and yeah. maybe just start talking about like, hey, maybe don't pull a gun on it right away, <laughs> or yeah, maybe they are here. It might not fucking affect it, and yeah. then it's just gonna piss it off. Maybe they're here to help. Maybe yeah. they're here just out of curiosity. Maybe they're here to basically rip all our eyes out and drink our blood. I don't know. But yeah. having, you know, a little bit of an SOP kind of built, a 30-60-90, if you will, <laughs> uh, to aliens yes. coming in. You I know? respect that. Yeah. I do. I definitely respect so, that. So, again, there are just so many weird experiences that, that stood out to me as I was looking into this. I, I could go on for, for hours if I had. I didn't have the time to write down so many of these details of, of no? certain stories. Um, but there's just so many random things compiled up together that make you think, hmm. <laughs> so, like the story of the Australian pilot. Yeah, um, that got me. Like, what the fuck? Missing time. Every single one of them has accounts of missing time. So, mm-hmm. either it's been embedded that if you're going to make up a story, then you have to incorporate that, or it's this highly plausible thing that does happen to where you just get, like, kind of clicked back into reality. Yeah. And you don't remember why, when, or where something happened, right? Yeah, it was a lot longer ago, but I think the stories from 50s, 60s, 70s are more feasible or more believable or easier to believe because that was way pre everybody and their brother just trying to make up some bobo ass story to just get their 15 minutes of fame or to just get like their name in history you know and that's the big thing too is there's no reason to do it at at that time at the yeah right exactly like if you're because you were like a you would be like you're fucking crazy you know it'd be a con more than a pro Mm -hmm. to your life if you came out with some weird shit like that so again we have like the missing time thing um a lot of stories where uh abductees are almost pegged and like essentially tagged the same way that we would tag like (laughs) 
An peg animal, is a yeah. really wrong word. Not if there's butt stuff. I mean, so, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're essentially, uh, they're taken in and they're repetitively kind of brought in to the extent to where they, sometimes they believe that they're being communicated with, uh, with these different types of beings outside of just the experience after the fact oh for like ever you're in like you're just a beacon so like telepathy is a huge thing with these things so you know they they basically report that nothing's actually being said physically to them but they can essentially hear Mm -hmm. uh the intentions the thoughts those kind of things of whatever their captors are and what they're planning on doing right um we have the high strangeness right so we talked about the bed sheets um there were a lot of stories where especially group stories where they can all kind of agree that missing time happened they were in different areas and that's the big thing that stands out to me too is uh they weren't put back right uh Mm. they like some of them were like if they're driving a car they were like oh no like the 12 year old was in the driver's seat when we all realized what was going on why the fuck would that happen yeah because um, to them, they're just putting a person back in a seat, and yeah, it's they're not just like, like oh, fucking put him back, man. We gotta go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're fifty minutes behind schedule. Exactly. Get the fuck in the car, dude. Mom's calling. Like, <laughs> stop. Get the butt stuff out. <laughs> put him back. I don't. I don't fucking care. Yes, the small one was in the front. I don't remember. Go. So <laughs> we'll take a picture next time. We'll remember better. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we should really put up an SOP. Thirty sixty ninety for <laughs> butt stuff. Um. Anyway, uh, one of the ones that really stood out to me though that kind of really creeps me out is people who have multiple abduction experiences right oh um, and they're again through the regression the hypnotherapy those kind of things and they're telling the stories of uh going up their experiences all that and one thing that stands out with a lot of them um is the fact that while they're panicking they feel like this is terrifying this is the first time that's ever happened to them and the, whatever it is will literally like through telepathy go why are you freaking out this has been happening to you <laughs> you do this every time oh my god yeah like you do this every time just you need to calm down like i have this conversation with you every fucking time <laughs> jesus christ Jim, i swear to god if you don't stop trying to get off the t- give me your sperm and we'll just move on it's been 10 years how have you not caught on exactly God. I have it on authority that you were just picked up six months ago. It's already obviously scary to think, like, what if this happened once? But then to, like, actually have the consideration, like, oh, maybe just other than Cartman from South Park, this could happen to someone more than once. So that's the big <laughs> thing, too, is it's that weird, cold lack of empathy mm-hmm. of just, like, look, we're, we're doing this to you either way. Yeah. And we do this all the time. We've tried to make you calm down. And we could do this free- the easy way. Exactly. <laughs> Why the fuck are you making this weird, Jim? <laughs> Um, the last note that I will say. Okay. We talked earlier about the whole alien hybrid thing. Mm-hmm. There is a theory. Why? Why are we even being abducted if we are, right? Yeah. Um, why is it that? And why the stomach thing keeps coming up and it. the eggs like, and. Why the continuous, uh, this continuous kind of fascination from whatever the species our is with our reproductive system. system. Yeah. So there is a theory out there, which sounds wild at the surface level. That we basically are are our sex goods, if you will, are being harvested uh, to create alien uh, human hybrids. Um, and this is some people argue that the reason they do it is because we have a specific, let's call it a panache 
that maybe aliens don't have. What like if this... it's just empathy or something? Exactly. Yeah. Empathy, spirit, drive. Yeah, exactly. Like this kind of just like, like, like there's there's no doubt about it. Humans have this weird kind of fire soul spirit thing exactly. that like. Uniqueness. They have everything yeah. about. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and say that we're like a higher power. Than blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we just know that we've got this weird self-perpetual kind of instinct that like causes us to look at things that could harm us and still brace it for the survival of our species. It's just a weird fucking thing that yeah. we have, right? Um, and there's a lot of people that, that argue that because we have that, and especially the empathy, um, that the hybrids are then being used to rear the offspring because they are empathetic, because they are a little bit more intuitive, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that idea behind it, okay? Then you also have, like... Well, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. The yeah. guy, the alien guy came and went around all the planets, fucking everything in sight, planning everything and making yeah. like his little alien hybrids. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it stands to reason that if like you're trying to go out and you're trying to take over and spread your species and be like, hey, fuck it, like, let's let's check out Earth and yeah. Zeta Reticuli and all let's this. Let's see like, what that looks like. It's like dogs. We're yeah. putting all these weird species together and we're like, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be cute? Is it going to be dumb? Is yeah. it going to have three eyes? And then we're like, oh, that works. It sounds weird when it breathes, but it's cute as a motherfucker. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no reason to say that. There was that was just spontaneous. That has nothing to do with a dog in the room right now. God damn it, Chris! But that was funny um, stuff. So, do you do you want to hear my theory? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If we look down this this hybrid theory, right? It's us. Mm-hmm. It's us from the future. We've had to leave Earth. We've, we've fucking changed so much. We've lost everything that it is that makes us human. We've become completely logical creatures. And we now have identified that the key point, the renaissance, if you will, of our species is right now, where we still believe in all these random things and we're not so hardwired by science or logic or all that, that we've tried and traveled and we're trying to basically hybridize ourselves with who we used to be. And then... To get a little bit more. Just to get yeah. back to the roots, back man. Back to the roots. Okay. I don't fully believe that. I just think it's fun. I I don't I I can get down with that. I just my only tidbit in all this is don't you think it's terrifying that like two or three of the richest people in the world are all trying to get the fuck off Earth as fast as humanly possible? Just saying. (laughs) And a little scary. Just saying. I mean, Elon Musk already has a fucking car waiting for him over in Zeta Reticula. (laughs) Exactly. So. So maybe they're talking to people already and we don't know it. And they're like, hey. Yeah. The north side is lit. <laughs> yeah. You're going to want to, like, gonna... stay away from Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, that's my brief introduction to alien abductions. Uh, I will revisit this um, because it's just insane to me. Uh and I'll probably figure out some more cases and, and certain specific scenarios and kind of highlight those. But for now, no. you know what you need to know. I don't know what else to tell you. We do. And yeah. now I feel like we have to revisit this. So. Oh, yeah. Hands down. So, um, yeah. Huge thanks to um, Nightmare Brewing for mm-hmm. their awesome beer. Um, huge thanks to everyone who's been going on Apple and leaving us some awesome five-star reviews or even just reviewing in general. It's, it's super kind of you guys to yeah. even just go out of your time to let us know what you think about everything. Um, huge thanks to Sticker Wolf. It's been a minute since we mentioned that badass over there making some dopey stickies. Dopey um, stickies. And then, I don't know, that's all I got. What do you got? You got anything fun coming up? No. 
Cool. <laughs> I don't think so at this moment. Uh, no. So I okay. I'm just going to explain my logic on this one. I I almost try to come up with a witty way to end the show with toodles. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, I was going to incorporate like a butt thing, and like just say that aliens call their fingers toodles and they use toodles. <laughs> Did that work? Yeah. Do you All right. Cool. Say it again louder. Toodles. <laughs> Dead. Dead, dead, dead.